cuter as well. <laughs> Just to be on the same shot. All right. Welcome to my podcast, Today's Dream, Tomorrow's Reality. My name is Vicki Poole. I'm a master transformational coach specializing in habit change. And this podcast is sponsored by The Enlightened Peach. And this podcast is all about embracing our mosaic life. And some of you may ask, what is a mosaic life? Well, it is recognizing that all the pieces of our life, the good, the bad, the indifferent, have all come together to make us who we are. Change any one thing and we are different. With that in mind, I invite you to embrace your perceived imperfections and celebrate who you are. This podcast is unedited and raw, just like life. And I am your host. And today I have a special guest with you, um, with me. And before I introduce her, I want to make sure that I ask you to like, subscribe, share. And if you have any ahas or questions or appreciations, please leave a comment or a voice message. And with that, let's get started. So this um, beautiful woman right here, um, I don't know her personally, but we have met each other in a group that we are both in. And her name is Nadia DeBeal. Did I say it correctly? Yes. <laughs> Hi, everyone. <laughs> Thank you, Vicky, for having me. My <laughs> pleasure. <laughs> I am. I am so. I'm so glad to have you here. For those of you, uh, I just want to share real quick. The group that we are in together is Create Your Destiny with William White Cloud, and um, I haven't. I've done a few um, workshops and small courses with him, um, and it is amazing work of getting in tune with who you are and your intuition and. And I don't even remember what post you did, but something you put in there, it was like, ah, oh, I want to have her on my podcast. So I reached out and you graciously said you would. So here we are. So I'm going to open up the, um, the floor for you. And if you would share a little bit about you, how you got interested in CYD and maybe um, I don't know, just share whatever comes to mind. Thank you, Vicky. Yeah, um, yeah it's a pleasure. Hi, everyone. So my name is Nadia Dubiel. I am actually a self-awareness coach. And I got into self-awareness um, in 2015. That's when actually I had a kind of miserable life. And uh, I was heartbroken. I was just dumped uh, by a person who I was in love with. He left me for another woman. And my friend... Um, showed me this uh, program, which was um, Create Your Destiny, actually, in 2015. And that's when I actually uh, came across this work for the first time. So I was actually very lucky to learn about natural success uh, and William and his work uh, as my first self-development training. Wow, and yeah. I was just hooked <laughs> straight away. Um, like, like thousands of people that went through the, through the curriculum and I, and I did the whole curriculum twice so far okay. and today I actually work with William I'm part of his team and I just love this I love this work if you don't know anything about natural success uh, and William so he's the creator of of the whole curriculum so natural success is a coaching and mentoring school that is using principles of alchemy uh, so basically um, make teaching you how to create something in incredible out of nothing, basically, because we are all creative spirits. And um, 
he's using alchemical principles, hermetic principles. So if you know a little bit about a spiritual world, basically hermetic principles are basically seven laws, uh, universal laws about <clears throat> correspondence, uh, law of rhythm, basically cause and effect, just things like this. So basically there is always... And, and cause and effect so there's always a, a consequence of the things that you do and so on and things that you focus on and also he was inspired to create this curriculum uh, by Robert Fritz and his creative technologies and create creative principles so William actually is teaching creative orientation so it's all about uh, inspiring us <laughs> basically to to become to unleash that creative power that we all have and it's uh, it's it just incredibly mind blowing. <laughs> so it I is. really recommend anyone to do uh, to 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 sign up for Create Your Destiny. We actually will be running another course in March. William, it, it will actually personally run it, and it's it's uh, it, I'm not sure. So I know you're in the UK, and where I uh, so only people that go with the time frame for the UK is that right, or is it? Because I know it's run in different areas by different people. Oh yeah, of course that's a good point. So yeah. uh, last in, in the past six months, we ran it in uh, UK, Australian, and US zones by three different facilitators. William actually needed a break, uh, so he, but he's coming back again. He's he's gonna run it in UK time zone and Australian time zone as well. So there will be two different cohorts basically. Yeah. See, and I'll be honest, I've been wanting to do the one with him, but I'm Eastern time zone and it's like, it's oh, yeah. way early. And it's like, uh, but you know, um, I yeah. may sign up for this one and try to make myself do the early morning thing because um, just watching his video lessons and everything, it's like, um, it's, um, it's so compelling and he is such an amazing teacher that um, I would really love to do that. So I've got to make sure when we get finished with this, I get the information. I usually get the emails and all that stuff, but I don't want to make sure I get the information to get signed up again because it's it's amazing. And you're talking about the, are you talking about the free one that people can do? Yeah, so uh, I think I'm not sure if it's gonna be a free or it's gonna be very small journey fee. Okay. I'm not sure about this. You know, when I did this work for the first time, I <laughs> paid a lot of money for it because it wasn't free because it was in person. And it, oh, it, that had to have been amazing. Investment. Yeah, you did the first I, one I in person. One thousand five hundred pounds for it, just for this course. And today it's, it's either free or maybe like ninety dollars, something like this. Okay. So it's peanuts. So it's it's not gonna be expensive at all, but um, yeah, it, it's a five day. It, it's gonna be full five days because before we used to run it in six week format, but now it's just full five days. And William is actually in LA, <laughs> so he's gonna run it okay. in, at his uh, yeah during the night as well. So he's 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 like a machine to be honest. He's been doing this for thirty years. Yeah, and he's, he was never late. He never he always showed up. Doesn't matter how uh, how was he <laughs> basically feeling if he was ill or not ill, he never canceled anything. He's just incredible. He because he loves it. It's yeah. he created this work. Uh, it's just he, like watching him running his business and how he's doing this. It's so inspirational because he just loves it. It's in his heart and it's the most important thing for him. And he just leaves it, <laughs> lives through it and breathes through it. It's just incredible. He's an inspiring man. Yeah. So yeah, I highly recommend anyone. 
yeah. to do this. You know, one of the things that I loved about it when I took the uh, the course with him, um, and I, I think it was probably 90 bucks when I took it. I can't remember. And I know there was another time I took it and it was free. So, but anyway, there are so many little processes that he takes you through that a lot of people say, well, I really can't, um, I can't trust my intuition or I can't do that and those things. And the thing that I love about him is that um, he, and, and I, I'm probably you do this with your coaching as well, is it's like little techniques that you give people. Like if you'll do this, then it'll help you get in touch with your intuition and just trust that what you're, what you're thinking and hearing are facts and just go with it. Um, make it up if you have to, because you couldn't make it up if your intuition wasn't feeding that thought, correct? Yeah, it's kind of a simplistic way of saying it. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so William is teaching that, that we, we are either in perception and perception is uh, when we are basically kind of locked up in the prison of, of very limited information that it's best I, I don't know if you ever watched the movie called What the Bleep Do We Know? Yes. It's yes. A, it's, yeah, so exactly. Over there, George Spencer explains that our mind actually is exposed to 400 billion pieces of information per second. So we have, so this is our potential. We we have uh, that ability to, to being in, in intuitive state to receive different amount of information. But wh when we are in our perception, or some people call it matrix, uh, basically, it's our kind of limited prison. We have only access to 2,000 bits of pieces of information, and we constantly kind of relate to the same type of information for all our life, unless <laughs> we are in intuition, basically. And um, unless we allow ourselves to receive intuitive information, which is this 400 billion pieces of information. And so according to William, and uh, so basically when we're in intuition, we are connected to everything through all time and space. We know everything. And I'm sure, Vicky, you experienced this just mind-blowing exercises when you are in a breakout room with people that you never met before. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you can tell just detailed personal information about these people because we actually know everything when we are in that intuitive state. And William is teaching a process which is very easy <laughs> and you get it straight away, basically how to how to connect with our intuitive state. We call it super, super genius, super conscious yeah, state. Yeah. yeah, I love it. And uh, I, I love his books and I've read them more than once. And actually after having this conversation, I'm probably going to start again. Um, but um, it's amazing. You know, he was um, grew up in Africa and, you know, all the stories of him being out in the bush and all those things. I, I, I'm just fascinated with him, but I want to get back to you. Um, <laughs> when you said that, you know, you had lost the um, the loved one, uh, you know, you were split up and all those things. And it led you to want to explore kind of getting in touch with you. So what was it that, I mean, a lot of people don't go from that Heart, heartache and all that stuff to suddenly wanting personal development. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. what, what had you think that's how I need to deal with that? Do you remember? So it was actually, 
Uh, yeah, I was lucky to uh, actually my friend uh, asked me to do it because I was I was already I think maybe three or four months into heartbreak. <laughs> so mm -hmm. uh, and I was really I felt really bad because I was left for another woman and I always thought, oh, my, I always thought I'm amazing. I've got everything. So I did understand why, why this happened. And so I was um, I was wondering that's kind of this inspired me and pushed me instead of kind of becoming judgmental and upset and angry I started to I decided to discover myself how, what did I did wrong what was about me that created that experience and I wanted to learn more about uh, femininity I wanted to learn about more about myself as a woman to become a better person become a better woman to improve my character to uh, just to improve myself as a person so it's not going to happen to me going to happen to me again and before, basically, when I was in that kind of depression state, I was in a, I could say is uh, confidently that I hit um, like my bottom. And basically, when I really, I was, I, what happened is I was out partying. Basically, I took, I was, I used to take drugs and drinking a lot of alcohol. I was surrounded by like uh, not <laughs> very good people. Mm -hmm. And one day, I just, after coming back from party, I woke up and I looked in the mirror. And I didn't recognize myself. I just didn't know who I was looking at. I was like, and that's really, really scared me. And that was the, uh, basically the initiation, kind of initiation phase for me to start waking up, basically. Nice. And uh, yeah, that's what really pushed me and my friends. Okay, this is perfect time to help her and uh, yeah, to sign up. And and shortly after this, I signed up for for create your destiny and and obviously my my life changed completely <laughs> like today I'm a coach where before I was a victim I hated people I hated other women I was very insecure where today you know I've been speaking in different places like around the world I have a beautiful relationship I live in, on a beautiful island I work with William <laughs> I have my own coaching business and I'm part of other things I'm opening my own school very soon because I'm writing my own curriculum so oh nice life. <laughs> so is so, your own school going to be some kind of about this work that you're doing now uh, so it's going to be my own because I've been studying a few different things as well. Uh, so I'm going it's, it's all going to be spiritual work, self-awareness, because self-awareness is everything. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's going to be a lot from natural success, 100%. And definitely using intuition, imagination, creativity, but also uh, learning about our shadow, our, our dark side. Because if we don't know ourselves like in the full spectrum, um, we won't be able to create. <laughs> so we need to really know ourselves on all levels our shadow our dark side because we all have it and we also have to know our creative side our heart our desires what is true for us and it's not about doing things that other people are doing but really learning what is uniquely designed for you what is your own individual purpose to do and create it's not to you know to survive and save money or to be popular or, or to be one of those, those influencers because that not be true for you and you're actually right. doing something against yourself. Right. So yeah, learning about yourself is is everything. Oh, that sounds amazing. <laughs> and you know, um, that brings a, a thought to me because I work. You know, I'm a I'm a, a transformational coach and a hypnotherapist, and but I primarily work with women that have body image issues and have had weight issues their whole life and all these different things. And it all comes back, no matter what the issue is, it all comes back to our self-perception and 
um, what we what we think about our environment and the world. And so there's it's not like and, and, that, and that's why diets don't work because diets, all they do is tell you eat this and then you'll lose weight. It doesn't do anything about what put the weight on to begin with. And so to me, it's a, it's, um, it's all a part of that, you know? So it's, it's amazing when you think about um, the, the self-development and learning about yourself and even the shadow work, because we, as uh, when I'm working with people, there times we're working on the shadow because, you know, if you don't and go through then the shadow is going to be back here all the time, you know, determining how you react to everything. Yeah, hundred percent. And you know, it's just to explain people who are not into this and don't understand shadow. So shadow is our kind of dysfunctional behaviors um, that we're not aware of most of the time because uh, these are. And that's why in the in the shadow, they in the dark side because we cannot see them. We're not aware of them. And um, a lot of uh, famous scientists like even Bruce Lipton, Joe, Joe Dispenza, Greg Braden, they explain that for ninety-seven percent of the day. We have no idea what we're doing. We're on autopilot. We are actually driven by the shadow because we don't understand, because it, it's, it's driving our actions, driving our behaviors. And, um, and that's how we create reality. So according to a prince, hermetic principles, everything that we see around us, including where we live, where uh, basically our home, our partner, our jobs, everything is the reflection of our inner world. So it's it's about it's about us taking self responsibility for creation, and the more we know about ourselves and our shadow and how it's stopping us by this dysfunctional behavior, stopping us from reaching our full potential, um, the more we can actually choose consciously what we should do to create a better life, better life that we deserve, and better that life that reflects our our in our potential, our heart. Uh, basically so it's just yeah self-awareness is, is everything and if we don't know where we're coming from if we don't know that dark side that sh that shadow that it's there as you said in the back holding us back really uh we will never get where we want to get and william gives a great example just to uh kind of show how it works so imagine you are in um a, uh, you are somewhere basically you don't know where you are but you want to go to london or to Abu Dhabi, or to Dubai, or to New York. There's no way you're going to get there if you don't know where you're starting from. And starting point is always to know where you are currently. Uh, what is your current reality when it comes to sabotaging beliefs, behaviors, or unlimited beliefs and behaviors? So you need to know that. You need to know where you are in relation of where you want to get, basically. Yes. So reflecting on that, learning about that, is always first step um and yeah so i really really highly recommend you guys to to look into yourselves learn about these dysfunctional behaviors um william um uh, created a list of 12 fundamental beliefs that and every belief has a different set a different set of strategies and they're very easy and probably maybe you remember them from create your mm -hmm. destiny yeah but yeah, yeah it's just so mind-blowing when you learn about it <laughs> it is and you know um you were talking about the our environment is reflective and because I have a couple of clients right now that I'm working with and 
one of the things that we've really had to hone in on them is that decluttering their environment because their mind was so constricted with all the thoughts and things that they were dealing with. And it, I even asked one of them, I said, so when you look around your, your space, is it as cluttered as your mind? And she said, oh, it is. <laughs> and so, you know, sometimes we have to actually, as we're working on our internal thoughts, where it begins to reflect out here. So as you um, clean out an area, you know, you make up space in your, in your mind. And so um, like the, the health coaching school that I went to, the way they explained it was if you decide, if you go to a store and you decide to buy a new sofa, when they bring and deliver it, you don't say, just put it on top of the other one. You make sure the other one's out of the way. And so we can't create new habits and form new beliefs if we're holding on to the ones that we have. And so there's processes that William goes through too about how to, you know, forge through and get through that shadow and and use your intuition and just become who you choose to be. Am I explaining yeah. that correctly for what yeah, you do with William? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, of course, it's, you know, another very important thing is that what William is teaching that you cannot fix yourself and or you cannot get rid of your shadow, never, because it's just part of you. Um, and, and how it works is we are all born with ego because we need this. We, we live in a three dimensional world that there are real dangers out here. And our ego is our vehicle of orientation. So we need that orientation. If we're not going to have ego, we're going to go mad. We're going to go crazy over here because we, we're not going to know what's happening. So we need this. <laughs> we need our ego basically to survive, to orientate, to see where we are, to how things work over here, how this wor world operates. When we, If we go to Mars, we're going to need some kind of orientation, operational system uh, to, you know, to, to, to be able to relate to things that, that are in, in a different world. So we, we cannot get rid of ego. So obviously shadow is part of our ego. But what it is, is when we are being, when we are born, uh, our mind is like a sponge. It's in the, in the theta state. We don't have any consciousness. And we experience light through, obviously, most of the time is because of our, thanks to our parents. They kind mm -hmm. of are their important guides in our, in our childhood. And basically what we experience as children uh, through uh, our parents' validation that's how we get uh, ideas and assumptions. That's how we make assumptions about how thing, things work in, in, in this world. And um, how because we are wired to survive <laughs> naturally, our mind and our ego um, pays more attention to unpleasant experiences and get attached more to situation and remember situation and makes assumption on on um, experiences that have more emotional baggage power, basically. Mm -hmm. And obviously uh, these are negative ones most of the time. So we create these negative assumptions and beliefs. Uh, something bad happens to us. Uh, for example, uh, when we are, because we discovered through this work as well is, and kind of going, we can go back in time and remember what happened to us even when we were like five or six or two months old, uh, basically. And we can go back in time and 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 realize what kind of assumptions we made when we were when we were so young. 
And the thing is that something bad happens to us. For example, you are two years, uh, two, two months old and you wake up <laughs> and you are hungry and your mom is not there, basically, because she's busy doing something. I don't know, maybe she, she, whatever she does, and she's not there for you. And you're crying for 15, 20 minutes. And obviously you become agitated and emotional and you feel abandoned. You feel like not worthy of love. She's not there. She doesn't love me and so on. So you make this assumption, oh, she's not here for me and I'm hungry. I need her. Uh, but, you know, she, she's not here. So, so I might, I'm not lovable. I'm not worthy of her love. And it, the thing is that it's not only this one incident <laughs> that makes you this assumption, but there's another in similar incident and another similar incident when you get older. And every time when you experience this the similar feeling, it gets and uh, the, the belief gets stronger and stronger. And, and you know, it, it has more and more power in your consciousness. Yeah, and eventually, and, an adult. Yeah. And, and you one have of the things, very strong <laughs> assumption. One of the things yeah. for me too is that. You know, it's what we focus on, we create. So by that being our belief, we're going to attract the people to us that are going to reinforce that belief. And that's, you know, that's a big thing when somebody says, why does this happen to me all the time? You know, exactly. why do people treat me like this? Why, you know, and it's because that's their belief of who they are. Um, and I just want to backtrack a second. You know, I was talking about removing the sofa and doing all those things. And then what I'm referring to in those instances is the habits that we want to change is we can't, we can't keep the same beliefs and change the things that we're doing. So it's re, uh, reformatting some of our beliefs, not necessarily getting rid of our shadow, because like you said, parts of our shadow we need to help protect us. But I think for what the work that I do, there are people that get so caught up in their shadow that they can't see out of it. And so to me, it's always important to be able to let let my clients see that, you know, you don't have to stay engrossed in your shadow. You can let it be something that supports you and helps you without it putting you down into this deep hole. Because I will say I've been a person in my life before that um, I would something would happen. And my natural instinct at the time was to go as far down deep the rabbit hole as there was and everything bad that ever happened in my life would be in my mind. And by doing all of this work, I now when those things sometimes can still happen. And the difference is I go into the rabbit hole, but I just I'll pop right back out. And I don't I don't stay there. And that's one of the things that I love about doing all this self development and um, intuition work and everything is that you become more in control of your own beliefs and actions and how they represent in your body and in your environment. You know what? I'm so happy that you, you mentioned that because it's so important because what determines the outcome in our life is exactly what you said is the behaviors, the actions that we take always. Uh, because we, we either have dysfunctional behavior that keeps recreating the same experiences, um, as you said, or we have or we create new behaviors that are connected to uh, to to things that we want to <laughs> achieve in life. So, for example, if you have um, a goal to like for me, let's say, oh, you want to write a book, if you are in your shadow. You might actually think, oh, I need to educate myself. I need to do a course about writing a book. I need to read more, blah, 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 blah. And you're kind of going on this tangent of mm -hmm. doing 
things that are taking you actually away and wasting your time and money of creating a book. But if you do it intuitively and you stay focused on writing the book, you know, you will start receiving um, wisdom, imagination, ideas, information that will help you uh, to create what, what you want. You need to kind of stay in the intention, in the tension of creating that book without um without giving power to these dysfunctional beliefs that take you away and actually at the end you're not going to create anything because you're eventually going to give up uh, but yeah actually making functional decision taking functional action that will keep you stay help you to stay you help you to <laughs> you to stay focused on writing the book staying in the intention writing every day practicing improving your writing whatever that is uh, that you, you know you feel it's right to do not dysfunctionally but actually functionally and um what is the secret behind this is the emotion is the emotion the feeling that is driving your action it drives our thoughts the thought processes it's not our thoughts that is comes first but it's the emotion so if you feel <laughs> sad and angry or upset unworthy whatever that is you're going to take a different set of actions uh, than if you feel inspired to write something, you feel joy and happiness and, and passion for what, what you want to do. So you, you have a choice. You either want to stay. If you actually look back at your day and reflect on how do you feel emotionally <laughs> in, within yourself, mm -hmm. and you can even do experiment. Just let's say you, you feel as you normally feel, whatever from a lot of people, it's not that great feeling, right. <laughs> basically. You just feel sad, upset, hurt, whatever that is, unworthy, empty as well, um, frustrated. And the next day, put an effort and actually make yourself to feel uh, positive emotions. And you can activate them by remembering something that brings smile on your face and stay in a, in a more uh, high vibrational emotion like joy, happiness, um, inspiration, whatever that is. And you will see completely that you're going to do completely different things during that day. Yes. Yes, amazing. And you know, um, there's two things I want to talk about with what you just said. One of them is that it's funny how, I guess it's not really funny, but it's interesting how the universe throws things at you when you need to hear them, right? Um, because I've been wanting to write a book and I've talked about it, I've planned about it, I've done, I even got this whiteboard to put up on the wall and I haven't done it yet to put my little sticky notes on and do all the things. And um and it just keeps, I keep getting into that place of, well, maybe I need to know how to do this. Or maybe I need to know how to do that. And I didn't trust myself to be able to format, you know. Um, but when you said, you know, just write every day, you know, do these different things. I thought, okay, that must be what I really needed to hear today um, to make sure that I get in tune with my book and just start doing it instead of doing all the planning. Right. Um, and the other thing is, Oh, I know what it was. All of a sudden I'd lost my track of thought, <laughs> <laughs> but the other thing was I did a podcast interview yesterday and the gentleman that I was talking to, he's into self-development and, um, and he had a, um, a process that he did that brings all of this, to lie. He went, I, I can't remember who it was that he referred to. I think it was, well, I think I've got his over here. 
David Hawkins, I think it was. But anyway, he went to this company that has a um, a machine. They put the little electrodes on the head and they had a like a, a TV screen and he was supposed to control the, the picture with his mind. And he said he could, by what he was thinking, he could make the, his ship go forward. He could do all kinds of things as he was thinking about stuff. And the instructor told him, he said, now I want you to think of all the things in your life that are not going right and all the the hardships you've had and all the people that have worked against you. And I want you to think of all of those negative things. And he said that it was amazing when he did that, his ship started sinking and there were ships around him that started attacking. And, and he said, so then the guy told him he wanted to change his thought process. So then he was thinking about how good things can be and the emotions of joy and love and all these wonderful emotions and to pre-think or pre-pave how he wanted his life to be as like it was. And he said, when he did that, his ship took off. It was like it was sailing and the, the all the ships that were trying to attack him couldn't keep up. And, and he said it was the first time he realized with this visual interpretation right in front of him, how much he controlled what was happening. And um, I loved his, um, cause I knew there was things like that existed where you could, you know, do these things. And because I've done so much studying with all this, but to actually have a conversation with him and he had done it, it's like, oh, it was so enlightening. And, you know, I, so I just wanted to share that with what you were just talking about. He actually told me about the same thing yesterday. And so it, isn't, it, isn't it amazing how all this kind of just works together? And um, so I just wanted to share that with, with what you just shared and how um, amazing God and the universe and all these things are at play right in this very moment to get all this information out. Yeah, it's 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 so like just it's mind blowing and it's so great, such a great example and beautiful example, exactly showing you how easy actually it is. It's just like a switch, you know. Mm -hmm. You just need to kind of get out of this uh, negative, you know, suffering mindset of of negativity, judgment, uh, feeling bad about something or resenting, you know, someone, and really shift into. Um, much more beautiful <laughs> mindset where yeah. we feel joy and happiness when we feel appreciation and gratitude of where we are what we're doing and it's it's going to completely change uh, the the our trajectory of of what we do and we're going to com create completely different uh, reality completely different just based on these two you know there's this um native uh, american legend <laughs> that we have bad wolf and good wolf in in our mind and bad wolf represents our um ego our shadow our anger resentment judgments uh, all these negative things and our good wolf represents our heart our desires our genius our uh, potential and basically, they say that um, obviously we, we all have, they, they all need food and energy and attention. And the wolf that becomes stronger and well, well win is the one that we feed the most. And right. it's very simple. Yes. <laughs> the one that yeah. we focus more on 
is gonna win. So just look back at your life and see what are you feeding, you know, what which wolf are you feeding every day? Are you feeding the wolf, <laughs> bad wolf or good wolf? Yeah, yeah. And I love it. that. Yeah. And um that's a um a beautiful, I don't is it called a metaphor? Is that what it's called? I don't know. But anyway, it's one that I've heard before and it is just um I think I think the thing is a lot of times we don't realize what we're doing until we've gone oh, a good ways through it. So the thing that I love about all this work is it helps you to recognize it faster. It doesn't mean that you'll never have a negative thought or you won't feel sad or you won't feel wronged or anything like that. It just means that when those things happen, you feel it. And then all of a sudden you think, wait a minute, this is not the empowering way to think about this. How can I change my thoughts to be better? And so a lot of times for me, I've learned that when something happens, yeah, I, like I said, sometimes I stay in the spot just a little bit longer than I would like, and then I can get myself out. But it's how did I not how did I create this, but how can I learn something from this? What was this here for to teach me? And, you know, how can I make things feel better in, in the moment? And so, like I said, it's you know, a lot of times people think that if they're doing all this stuff that they're not supposed to be sad anymore. They're not supposed to use negative words. They're not, you know, and so then that kind of takes them down that deeper rabbit hole because then they're constantly chastising themselves for their own actions instead of using the moment to kind of get out of it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's so important what, what, what you shared as well, because, you know, we, we cannot get rid of ego, as I said, it, it's impossible, it's part of us, and it will always, you know, pop in sometimes yeah. and take over, take you over on emotion, emotional reactive tangent where you feel sorry for yourself or you're a victim, but as you said, the you know, as soon as you realize that that you're being, you know, <laughs> actually taken on the that negative journey, just by application of well and that's very important and that's something that not a lot of um, teachers coaches teach the importance of well i believe well is our sense our not one of our senses because we need to apply well to shift to refocus to get ourselves out from from that um from that mindset basically stop feeding the bad wolf and and becoming this <laughs> um bundle of stressful uh, energy so it's important to know that you, and the more you do it, the easier it's going to get. It's just going to be like this. Yeah. So the more, because it will is like a muscle. The more you use it in a functional way and do what you're supposed to do instead of going the, you know, the easy way and feeling comfortable, uh, the, the, the stronger it will get. And it, it's going to be easier for you to, to actually choose um what's right for you in, in that moment and, and stay committed and determined to create what you love. And, you know, I just want to add quickly <clears throat> about writing the book, because, you know, when we have a goal and we know where we are in regards of that goal, it creates tension, creative tension. Mm -hmm. And basically the whole point is to hold this tension of the end result and stay on the right path to create it. Basically, by staying in the in, in intention, intention, that's why setting intention, uh, staying in the intention of that end result is so important by using our will. But what happens is when we when we want to achieve something, our ego 
straight away get act gets activated and tries to prove us, to tell us that we're not viable yet to create this. And it takes us on the journey <laughs> completely opposite. In completely yeah, my ego has been talking to me a lot about this lately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you mentioned. And what a lot of people do is they talk to everyone. Oh, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And, but what they don't realize is that they're resolving that creative tension, that energy that's supposed to make this happen about talking about this. That's why uh, if I can recommend you guys. So if you're working on something, something do not talk about it until you create it. Because <laughs> if you're going to talk about it, tell everyone about this, you're going to resolve a lot of the energy, creative energy that's supposed to be directed into it. Just, just hold it. It's not comfortable to hold that tension because our body, our ego doesn't like it. Uh, so it, it prefers to disperse it, <laughs> basically, by focusing on something else. Uh it could be even drinking alcohol, talking about it, just doing other things that has nothing to do with actually doing and writing. So yes, yeah, stay in the tension. It's not comfortable, but just don't get um, swayed <laughs> by egoic strategies, which is very, very witty. It's a genius uh, creation, our ego as well. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes, because the thing is, is that our ego wants to keep us safe, whether that means it's safe in our, our misery that we're in, it, because it it does it fears change so when we're trying to make a change it's going to do everything to keep us back where we were so I have a question for you now you said um with let's stay with the writing the book thing because that's where I'm at right now um <laughs> and probably millions of other people yeah probably probably <laughs> yeah so you said not to talk about it right so now that goes totally against what a lot of people say a lot of people say talk about it and then that will kind of help to make you more inclined to get it done and do these things but you're saying that to keep quiet about it and so then what do you do if you're keeping quiet about it you're not talking about it or anything um and it's really easy in those instances to let it go away where you're you don't think about it you don't do anything about it so how do you kind of forge between there so that you're in that tension, but you're in the tension moving toward it instead of just stepping back. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course, 100%. I would say it, it depends on the person because we have different personalities. And some people, when they talk about it, it's going to inspire them because they don't want to feel humiliated <laughs> at the right. end. So I'm going to tell people that will do it. It's going to help me to create it. But most of the people don't. They basically, they talk about it and they don't do it. So it depends on the person. But I, what I would suggest to do is to, again, to use your intuition, to tune into it because you know you know best what is right for you. If you feel that, you know, um, promoting it, talking about it to someone will help you and will stay, keep you, will help you to stay focused on it, of course, go for it. But if you feel like you are doing this to release the tension, uh, basically, to not to, because you don't feel comfortable and you, you just feel like, I want to talk, I want to tell someone because you feel so excited about it and you want to tell someone, that's the first in indication that you shouldn't, that you should just stay with that excitement and passion for, for the book and use it to actually create it instead of just talk about it. Does it make sense? <laughs> it, it does. Um, so I'm just trying to, to go through this scenario here. So let's say <laughs> I'm the person that I'm super excited about it and that's releasing the tension if I, I talk about it. So then 
what would be the thing to do to utilize that tension? Is it that that's when you set an intention that I'm to every day, I'm going to put pen to paper for 30 minutes, even if nothing comes out or what, what are you, I'm, I'm just trying to get a clear vision of what yeah. this process looks like. And so I'm assuming that you do something similar with this in your course that you're creating, right? Where you kind of help somebody to know how to do that. So give us a little bit of a, a little taste of what you <laughs> do in your course when something like this is brought up. Perfect, beautiful. And be before I share with you technique that you can do is, what I want to mention is uh, that you, what you actually talked about now is different personality types. So the person that you mentioned now, the pe people who get very excited about new things, oh, I'm doing that. And basically they get into it full on, but suddenly there's something else that is more interesting. They they kind of lose in lose interest in things that they were just doing five minutes ago and they start something else. And these people get easily distracted. So if you ever looked into Enneagrams, uh, I think Helen Palmer, it's 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 a great person to to learn. Uh, from about enagrams. Uh, so enagram is is um is it's another ancient um, personality typing that uh, there are nine different personalities according to enagram, which is coming from like uh, two thousand years before Christ. <laughs> Basically, it's very old. It's coming from Sophie. So just real quick, um, is that? And I know I've heard of the enagram, and I think I actually have mm -hmm. a book about it. But some of this stuff is oh. just like. Ah you know, too much information, but is that anything close to like human design? No, not the at gene all. Keys? Uh, Those are very different, right? Yeah, completely okay. not related at all because okay. human design is based on astrology and this oh. one is, is based on uh, Sufi, or on completely different knowledge. Uh, okay, basically I used to about... date a guy that was a Sufi, so go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm oh, good. perfect, <laughs> nice, yeah. <laughs> very interesting, very interesting uh, civilization, definitely. Yeah. Right, so that's why it's so important to know who you are. What is your type of personality? So, for example, if you're number seven, you know that you are easily distracted and that you oh, I are. I think I am a uh, seven, to be honest with you. I think <laughs> yeah. I am a seven. You Go have ahead. a lot of interest. You do everything and you're very positive and always happy. You have good personality and, you know, easygoing and so on. But also at number sevens, they don't create a lot of uh, in, in the life because they saw kind of um, like tangible things because you are interested in so many things that at the end, the end result is that not not much actually got created from that and there are different personalities types so i recommend you guys to to be honest i don't know a good online test that will help you to realize what personality you are but definitely read a book and watch some videos uh, from helen palmer to kind of determine that i'm gonna but write her name down to make sure i, I check that out <laughs> if you get if you get angry a lot and you are a controlling person you are number eight if you very uh, if you feel overwhelmed many times and uh, that you're number seven, uh, if you feel empty, you're number three. When you feel like aloof and dramatic, <laughs> that you're number four. Number two is a helper. That's person who feels shame and guilt and resentment. And number one is a perfectionist. So if you actually, I think you describe a little bit that you are creating this perfect environment, but you actually never start, <laughs> like writing a book. Uh, writing a paint, you know, creating a painting, whatever that is. Then number nine is a peacemaker. That's someone who who is very uh, is 
it's coming from a controlling mother. So anyone who has controlling mother, it has difficulties with making decisions. You, you are very indecisive and you need authority to, to help you make a decision. So that's number. So I'm assuming uh, that we all have bits and pieces of all of those, right? 100%, yes. But we right? have one main one. Well. One main one. Okay. So do we have like um, um, one main one and then maybe a, a, a sub one that those yeah. are the two things that were. Yeah, it depends on circumstances, okay. uh, if it's a relationship, if it's actually creating something else. Uh, so yeah, but but you have like a main core uh, core belief according to, to Helen Palmer at least. And I do resonate with that as well. But I have number two, number seven, both of them uh, very strongly as well. So, um, but you know, the, the, the key is to, to know yourself very well. And the second thing, if you've, um, because we, we were talking about staying focused on creating. <laughs> and there I'm <laughs> taking it off everywhere. So <laughs> you see how I am, right? Still number seven, yeah. <laughs> talking about everything. <laughs> But at least, you know, we remembered. Yes. Yeah, so um, so if you want to create something and you want to stay focused and you don't know basically what is the right action for you to do, uh, what William is teaching is a meditation called innocence. Because actually, if you are, you are in perception, so you are in this matrix that was mentioning at the beginning, or you are in intuition, you're in intuitive mode. So you, you can either be... Um, in your natural state, which is innocence, or you can be kind of swelled by your personality. And to get out of your this matrix, there's a, a beautiful state that we call innocence. So innocence is a, um, it's basically technique. It's a bridge to become intuitive, so to receive information. Because being in, 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 in intuition, is it means we are in receiving mode. We receive wisdom, we receive creativity, we receive ideas. And we can only do it when we are not in our perceptions, that we are not, when we're not judging, when we're not in our past, when we're not upset, when we're not, uh, obviously, when we are not in certain state. We are in becoming this uh, empty canvas. So what I can do is I can show you how to uh, trigger innocence. And when you are in this innocent state, that's when you receive a true wisdom that is right for you to receive in the moment. So intuition is information that you should hear in, the, in that moment. So if you do it on, in 24 hours, you might receive a completely different information. So, but the most important is to, to set the intention. I want to receive information. What, what shall I focus on now? Shall I promote my book? Shall I talk about it? Or shall I just write every day? And you can you just receive inner guidance. And basically, the intuition tells you, uh, just practice writing for 45 minutes or one hour a day in the morning or something like this. So you receive an idea, uh, basically. And, and obviously, then <laughs> you have to choose it. You have to follow through with it. Because otherwise, it, it's it's not gonna happen. So basically, in, in intuition is information that's in your highest good in that moment. So yeah, I can show you a meditation how to get into innocence. It's a very kind of quick thirty second uh, biohack. <laughs> I don't oh, know if you perfect. would be interested. Do you want to do that? Yeah. So you know, if people actually can get something maybe from it. <laughs> yeah. If you don't mind, would you? Oh, would no. you mind? Okay, so let's relax. Because obviously the whole point of 
being innocent is to forget about everything, just to empty our minds, to be completely fully present. So we can, so there's a space in our mind to receive uh, wisdom. So what I recommend you to do is just to put your hand on your heart, on your feeling center. Take a deep breath in. And just relax through breathing. And just notice where you are in your body, in your mind. And as you're breathing in, just imagine there's a breath going through your heart. And you can feel it in your heart. You can start feeling, feeling relaxed. And as you're breathing out, just imagine you're letting go of everything that happened so far today, what happened in the past. You're really relaxing. And as you're breathing in, just imagine again that the breath is going through your heart again and you start feeling a deeper connection with yourself, with your body, with your mind. And as you're breathing out, just imagine letting go of all your thoughts, all your problems, all your worries. Just keep breathing them out. Just letting go of all your preconceptions. You're really becoming empty canvas. And as you're breathing in, again, the breath is going through your heart. And you really feel that, start feeling that connection. You feel connected to yourself, to your room, to wherever you are. You start feeling connection to everything to other people, to everything through all time and space. You start feeling that beautiful connection without any fear. And you're setting the intention that you want to receive information that are in your highest good to receive now. What do you need to do? What's in your highest good? What you should be focusing on today? what habits, what behaviors. And just accept it. Accept that you connected through everything all, to all time and space without any limitations. And the information that you receive is true for you. It's in your highest good. And when you're ready, you just open your eyes, grab a pen and paper and write down what feels right for you. I'm going to pan right here. Hold on a second. All right, I've gotten mine written down. And uh, <laughs> thank you so much for that. And I will say one of the things I, I was even talking on a live yesterday, and I, and I say this a lot, I have this little notebook that's about like this big that stays in my purse, so that when I'm going through my day, and all of a sudden, this, this something comes in, and it's like, oh, write that down. And if I don't have that notebook in front of me, I use my notes on my um, 
on my phone and I will just verbally put a note in of what the thoughts are. And I get a lot of them when I, when I go out in nature and I'm walking around and I'm just kind of enjoying the, the breeze or enjoying the birds or whatever it is when I just get outside my head and I'm just being that those thoughts come to me. And um, so I really, I love that process. I, um, I hope everybody that participated in that, and I hope everybody did. And if, if you didn't go back and do it uh, and um, come back to it often, I mean, this is here, it's going to be on, um, I'm going to share this on my, my platforms for my podcast, and it'll also be on YouTube. And so anybody can go back and take advantage of your, um, your process and get some, clarity on how to how to move forward with this so thank you so much for taking the time to do that thank you it was amazing and, and I just quickly I just wanted to add that what you just said is so powerful as well to to taking notes when you receive an idea because it's so volatile if you're not going to write it down you, we've got so many brilliant ideas but if you're not going to write it down it's going to go it's like a dream it's very volatile. You forget after five seconds, after you brush it, you forgot what you were dreaming about. And yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I do exactly the same. Always write down. <laughs> Always yeah. write it. Yeah. Well, see, and um, and I don't know where I heard this because it's not new to me. It's like I didn't make this up. I've heard somebody else say it, so I'm just reiterating that. I wish I could say who I heard it from, but I don't know. But it's almost like all these different ideas that come to you, like those those millions of bits of information that's coming to you they're going to everybody and so if you something comes to you and you don't write it down it now belongs to somebody else they have picked up on the on the thought and now they're the ones that write that book or they're the ones that invent this thing that maybe you thought of because I don't know how many people have I've have said or I've heard that say oh, I was thinking I really needed to create this and it was going to be so good. And then I look and somebody's already done it. But what probably happened was they didn't take an action or write it down or take ownership of that. And then when they didn't, somebody else had it and they went with it. And so it's like, you know, because I really feel like, you know, God's throwing all this stuff at us all the time. And we're either paying attention or we're not. And so he's, we have gifts within us and there's so many more that we could utilize, but we just don't grab it when it comes. And so that's how I, I look at that and writing the, the thoughts down yeah. because if it's important yeah. to me, I don't want it to go away. <laughs> no. And that's exactly what happens what you said and i know quickly like a very uh, a funny story re relating to that it involves michael jackson and prince there is a story about michael jackson and he was staying somewhere in the hotel and in the middle of the night he received an idea what about the show that he wanted to put together and so instead of waiting until the morning uh, he uh, he picked up the phone and called his uh, manager to start working on production of that show because he knew that if he's not going to do it now, Prince, his bigger competitor, is going to receive the same idea and going to steal it. That's why guys take action <laughs> straight yeah, away. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Yeah. I haven't heard that before. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So all these artists, create, uh, creative people, they understand how creativity works. Exactly. 
take yeah. action straight away. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <make> yes. <laughs> well, we're getting close to the end of our time, but is there something that, um, cause I know we've been all over the place and I've asked you a lot of mm -hmm. questions and I want to make sure that, because this is about you and how you can share your gifts to the world. So is there something that we didn't touch on that you really feel like you want to have in this conversation? Uh, no, I think it was really good. It was interesting. I just wanted to summarize, guys. What's very important is to really learn about yourself. Discover what is your shadow. What are your dysfunctional um, behaviors? Uh, what are your insecurities, doubts? Write them down, uh, basically, just to get to know them and remember they don't define who you are and you can always choose differently. Uh, learn about your heart, your desires, and, and don't be afraid to, to take action on them because it's, as you know, we discovered, it's very volatile. And if you're not going to do it, uh, someone else will create it and, and you will always stay in the same place. It, it, life is about growing. L life is about getting out of your comfort zone and doing what is right, not, not what is comfortable, <laughs> basically. Right, right. And the, and the more you know about yourself, the easier it's going to be for you to 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 focus, to shift, to to create what you love, because you will know that these dysfunctional strategies of your ego that are holding you back. You will know the way, uh, for example, when you're working on a project, you will know how your ego will stop try to stop you from from going for it, from making it happen, uh, because you know your personality type, because you know your insecurities and doubts about yourself. If you're not worthy, if you're not good enough, you're gonna spend time basically on doing chasing other things instead of actually <laughs> doing stuff that are related to that project. And remember the emotion emotion drives action. So practice every day before you get up from your bed feeling this beautiful feeling of gratitude, joy, passion, inspiration for, for creating beautiful life for yourself. And you can activate it in the morning because we all, our hearts, which is our feeling center, we know all the emotions. So you can, you can activate it. You can trigger it by using your imagination. Yes. So, Perfect. Yeah. <clears throat> Thank you for that. So um, just share real quick, how can people reach out to you for more information or to see some of the, the things that you do? Oh, yeah, of course. Get in touch. So I'm uh, on Facebook as Nadia Dubiel, very easily to find. Um, I coach only women. Uh, so if you're a woman and if you would like to learn more about me or if you want to sign up for Create Your Destiny, we actually have a waiting list. We're accepting people. And I highly recommend anyone to do this first because before they do any coaching. Uh, because it just it's either free or it's gonna be very low fee, and it's it's a five day intensive training. It's not a, a typical freebie that you find on the internet. It's incredibly valuable training, as as you already know. Yeah. You will learn just mind blowing information about yourself. So I will send you a link for waiting list if anyone wants to sign up and, and join. And yeah, if you want to get in touch with me, just find me on Facebook, Nadia Dubiel, and yeah, we can go from there. All right. Perfect. And so definitely shoot me an email with some of all the links and different things. And I will make sure yeah. I put that in with the description for everybody to, um, to get to you as easy as possible. So thank you again so much for being here. And I have one thing that I want to leave everybody with today, and it is the best way to predict the future is create it. So just think, what are you creating today? All right. So thank you again so much for being here. I appreciate all your expertise and your amazing um, gift of yourself and time.
Thank you for having me. <laughs> My pleasure. It was great. Bye. <laughs>